So I can't help but notice nobody has Death Stranding on here. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. Shoot, I forgot. I got a notification to see that donkey video. I didn't watch it yet. It's pretty good. It's yeah, pretty good. It's I was good. waiting for Alex to give me a review on it. Here's my review. Sounds like maybe the worst game of the year. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? Wait, wait. We will get to this in a second. Let's 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 start the podcast so we can talk about Death Stranding. Somebody put it in there. Everybody, Here's my welcome. Five oh. second review. <laughs> yep. Jesus. Okay. Right. Fuck. Every single freaking week. Every week. No, Someone. this is great. <laughs> We've been pretty good about not interrupting you. Like, sorry, I'm I'm here. Lately, uh, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Welcome to the forecast, everybody. This is episode Shut 91. Your mouth, Owen. That was one That's episode. Yeah, that's one time and one time only. Oh my god. <laughs> and I'm drunk with power. Oh my god, it's so hostile in here now. Welcome to The Forecast, episode 91. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced on Thursdays. We're a community of people who love exploring and assessing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash We Are The Horizon community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of additional content for you to browse through there. Additionally, everything we talk about, we push out to our cast notes, cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you're using. I'm your host, Aaron, and I'm joined by a couple of additional peeps this week. Alex? Okay, I don't know if we ever actually said you were the host. I don't know if we ever actually, like, <laughs> Ouch. gave you that title. I Fine. voted for him. He does all the work, so he's the host. <laughs> Woo! Thanks, uh, finally! Makes yeah, a lot of sense, actually. <laughs> I, I have emails that what? validate the fact that I said the host of the show and me, the co-host, will be on a different episode. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. once, once you've done the intro once you're the you're co-host. co-host that's how it works so if you guys are we all co-hosts are we all considered We're co-hosts or is just owen a co-host because i'm not no, standing no. for that i mean no, i'm on the level of that you guys are i'm not trying to say i'm above you guys even though i put in more work i'm just saying the fact Whoa, that we're all buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so i'm joined hi, I'm by other additional piece yeah chad and then we have jake oh hi i'm jake caleb that's me and co-host owen Wow, okay, Get way out. too much honor. <laughs> he read a paragraph that was already written in a document. That's what he did. I edited the whole thing and you did the outro. You did. Next time, Alex, you read it. <laughs> Let's uh, get started with what we start with every week, which is what have you been playing lately, and we'll start with Chad this week. My name is Chad, and I like Giant Bomb. <laughs> that'll work, yeah, that'll work. Okay, great. <laughs> That's the games you've been playing lately. That's, that's, and that's moving to Jake. When when when, when Alex introduced himself, that's what, what it reminded me of is the Giant Bomb Community song. There's a song that goes like that. Yeah. Mm. Just trust us on this. Just, yeah, just I'm going to. Trust you. Okay. I'm not looking it up. Um. <laughs> so here's the dildo. I've been playing some World of Warcraft. Of what you? 
wait, are we talking OG? Or are you uh, on, I'm on the still new in classic. On retail? Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm still in class. I've actually hit 60, got all my uh, best in slot gear, and I actually have one raid item right now because oh. I've been doing the raids with the guildies. You've already um, got best in slot stuff. That seems crazy. Yeah, I have all best in slot gear uh, for pre-raid. Um, the bracers that I have are not best in slot, but I think they're actually better than what's listed because they have fire resist and molten core is like all about the fire. So uh, that's been a lot of fun, just kind of exploring and doing raids and stuff like that and, and tanking for that. I know you guys are like, what tank? Like, I thought you were DP. Like, no, I actually like really enjoy tanking and um, World of Warcraft. It's a lot of fun. So I've been doing that, and I played a little bit of the new Call of Duty. I think you guys discussed, or at least touched on, and was like, anybody play it? Nope. Okay. Um, it's yeah, mediocre. it's basically all we said about it. I mean, he's a resident just... COD player, so <clears throat> isn't it yeah. the same as every other Call of Duty that's ever existed? It, yes and no. Like so. It feels like a Call of Duty that wants to be Battlefield. So, yep. so the then time... I'll just play Battlefield. <laughs> right. So, like it's it's honestly like I don't know. I, the only thing that I've had fun with in it is the gunfight, where it's a two v two. You you spawn with a random loadout um, for two rounds, and then the next like two rounds you spawn with another random loadout, um, and it's basically just elimination. Uh, kind of like paintball style because it's like really really small maps. Um, so I've had a, I've had some fun with that, but it's very campy. The shotgun, I think there's been like a, a recent patch, but I haven't really kept up with it. Um, the shotgun that the was the double barrel was basically a sniper. You could actually put a sniper scope on it, and you could like one tap people from like halfway across the map. It was ridiculous. I don't understand how I got past the uh, the development process. I'm not going to lie, yeah, I, mean, I don't it's... think I've I've ever played a Call of Duty and thought, I don't think this game is campy. <laughs> and like ev every iteration of that game that I have played, that's my one frustration is people that just camp. I don't know if it has to do with the map size or the speed and pace of the game or the game types that they have, but regardless of game, it is just, or specific game, it's just like, that's how I feel. I just get frustrated with campers. Right. So one of the things that I didn't think about until I watched, I think it was like a wacky Jackie vid or something like that, because you know he's into shooters and um, he described the map styles that they've created. Um, There's like a different concept, but he he described the old maps as uh, three lane maps. And I like after he said that, I was like, oh my gosh, he's totally right. There's always like two options if somebody's camping at one that I can flank that guy. But in these maps, it's even worse with the campiness because it's almost like there's only one lane to go anywhere or like one, mm. or, one or two lanes. So basically like the time to kill, the way the maps are set up, like the objectives, where they're placed, is the, the way you can like trap people on like domination or, or those types of game types into their spawn is just absurd and it, it got really frustrating and boring and then the people that i was playing with all they liked to play was ground war which is like battlefield basically and why would i not just go play battlefield right <laughs> um so yeah i mean i i don't know i feel like i got my money's worth out of it i got it for my birthday so it's not it's not really like i bought it <laughs> um, i mean it's so free M money's worth yeah. 
I don't play... think it feels campy at all, but my only experience is watching Shroud play it. So <laughs> Yeah, so I mean this is <laughs> If you watch Watching Shroud, Shroud he's like, let me just sprint in circles around this map and murder every single person that comes into my field of view. Well, if you if you actually like really watch what he's doing, he is kind of camping in one spot. He's just looking at like four different angles. So, I mean, it, yes and no. Um, uh, yeah, I guess you're, kind of, you're sort of right. On certain maps, I've seen him. I yeah, know exactly so what you're he, talking about. He chooses a spot and then he just runs to different like windows, doors, like over balconies, like he just and that's his like kind of rotation. Now to get there, of course, he has to run through the map and then like do what you were just saying. Um but yeah, the, if if you can actually like flick aim and like get the there's a lot of desync in my opinion. So like even if you get the flick first, somebody can just turn on you and just like you saw one thing and then when you look at the kill cam, you're like, Oh, well that's that's not what I saw at all. I saw my bullets hitting the dude for like 17 seconds before he turned on to me. So I don't know. It's, I think the update that I kind of like when I was watching uh, wacky Jackie's video, he was going over some of the update. I think they're moving in a good direction and like they're, it's so weird to say that like a triple a game is still being like developed after it's been out. Uh, but their development is like moving in a, a good direction. Cause you would assume that like call of duty being released like it's finished and they wouldn't have to do like gun balance changes or anything like that after it drops. But I mean, I guess that's just the way game development goes nowadays. I, I mean, I would never consider that a call of duty game is released and then not nerfed at least some of the weapons later on. I mean, I've they, never, I've never actually since, since modern warfare two. They, they actually, did updates on Modern Warfare 2 with like nerfs and stuff? Do you remember the uh like the Akimbo shotgun 1989 shotguns or whatever? Yes. That you could just get people from across the map and they ended up having to nerf them because they were just way too powerful. So they're just bad at designing shotguns, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. They have never been able to design a shotgun well, apparently. Uh Jake, let's uh let's move on to you. What have you been playing lately? Alright, uh well. Uh, I think someone already mentioned it, but a new Pokemon game came out. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and so I've been playing a decent amount of Sword and Shield. Uh, and Both it's... of them, huh? <laughs> well, a little bit. So I really? got one and my girlfriend got the other one, yeah. <laughs> oh. um, See, that is true love right there. <laughs> yeah, something like that, that. That's it. That's it. That's it. Everyone write that down. It's gonna be <laughs> if on I, if I could only <laughs> convince Allison to buy a Switch and then Shield. Yeah, and they just don't have true love. Aaron, did you buy one and, and Janae bought the other one? Actually, yes. Matter oh, of wow. fact, yep. We Through bought love. both. Confirmed. That's so cute. Confirmed, guys. <laughs> she has nothing to play it on, so it sits in the case. Still. <laughs> she just holds but it. She and, like, imagines. <laughs> you could lend her your, her your Switch, but no, that's you're right. That's dumb. Yeah, that, why would somebody do that? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's crazy. Gosh, get out of here. But uh, I mean, it's. It feels very standard Pokemon. That's kind of the most I feel like I can say about it. Like, it's not really like a particularly great one, but it's not like a particularly bad one either. Like, I like it more than Pokemon Sun, which I didn't particularly care for Pokemon Sun. So maybe that's not a high bar to clear. But um, yeah, it's it's solid. I uh, any other takes on the for everybody else that's been playing this? I, mean, I, 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 I oh sorry. Yeah. So no, you're good. Um. I was just gonna say I I have been liking it quite a bit. Um, 
I mean, I haven't really played. I haven't really played a Pokemon game since like Ruby Sapphire, maybe. Oh wow! And I tried to play Sun and Moon, but did not like them at all, and so I only got like two hours into them, maybe, and stopped. And that hasn't been the case with this one. It feels a lot better. I don't know why, really. I just I was annoyed at the setup for Sun and Moon. I think. Uh, yeah. And this one well, feels like more traditional Pokemon, so I'm like, yeah, reliving my glory days of red version and your glory Ruby. days. Yeah, you really peaked. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like, you know, now it's got fully 3D graphics and like my dude runs around and I can change his clothes and stuff. That's the game changer. You yeah. could do that in Sun as well, but that's fine. Uh, yeah. Have you have, has anyone messed around with the online? Not a ton. I mean, I just pretty much like went online while I was in the forest area or, you know, the wild yeah, area. So I just like, saw like a bunch of people. Yeah, it's it's not very fleshed out. Like it's it's as much online as a Pokemon game has ever been. But that's that is not a high bar to clear at <laughs> all. Basically, yeah. there's like this middle zone. It's almost like a like a Hyrule field type area. There's not really a lot to do. There's a bunch of Pokemon that you can catch, so like, you know, check that box. That's good. Uh, but there's you can like see other people want running around, like if you're online, but you can't actually like go up and like start a chat with them. They just say like some pre-canned thing like, hello, I'm another player. Bye. They give and, like, you food. Yeah. Usually. Which, yeah, like the big thing is you can cook curry for your Pokemon, which I have done <laughs> a lot of, actually. Like just an absurd amount. It's really? funny that you just say that there's nothing to do there, considering the fact that I have put about five hours into this game and still have not left that zone. Oh my god. <laughs> like, all I'm doing is just sitting here and catching a fuck ton of Pokemon. Man, no wonder Three Houses took you forever. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, Three Houses took me forever because I didn't realize there was a sprint button for half of that game. <laughs> oh my god. How did you live? <laughs> Walking very slowly while trying to give items back to people. That's and then like brutal. this game, I'm just like, oh hey, let me get all of the Pokemon I'm going to need in this family so that way I can just like evolve one and then I'll have all of them. Like I, yeah. I'm trying to do the living decks here, so I'm I'd just like all three of whatever starter and things and just go from there. I did get to the wild area and I caught a Magikarp and I was like, well, time to evolve this into a Gyarados, like right now. I, I did the exact same thing. <laughs> it's super easy because the EXP share is mandatory this time. Yeah, that's you crazy. You cannot turn it off and it's crazy broken. It so over levels like, so much stuff the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's wild. So like in old games, EXP share has been around literally since like the first game. But usually it has been like an item where like you give a Pokemon in your party an item, this XP share, and it splits the experience you gain between whoever's active and that Pokemon. Eventually they made it like a key item that you just have all the time, and it'll split it between your active Pokemon and everyone else in your party. This time, the active Pokemon gets full XP, and everyone else gets half XP. Which is crazy! Oh yeah. Because yeah. you yep. get overleveled without trying. Like, if you just go and you're just, like, going through the game normally, you're going to be way overleveled. Everyone is going to be way overleveled. That's weird. Yeah. It's it's pretty I wild. I mean, it's to the point where you can, like, swap out your entire party and be like, all right, I guess I can have multiple teams. Mm-hmm. 
which I guess is nice. Maybe I mean, they're going for that. I guess, but like they also cut out more than half the Pokemon that exists. Yeah, How there's like 400 in the game. That. I mean, okay. So like me personally, I'm like I the most surprising thing about this news to me was that all the old games had <laughs> all of the old Pokemon because I had no idea they were still doing that because that's insane. There's like 800. There's over right. 800 now. But what I will say about this game, considering they made such a big cut, the rest of the game does not really impress, considering all the effort they saved. Which is kind of disappointing, because when I heard, like, oh, they're only going to put in so many, I'm like, oh. So they're going to put that time towards, like, other stuff and make the game, like, really good. But they kind of didn't. Everything's just kind of like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, they just, I... They just did less work by putting in less... <laughs> yeah, which, like, <laughs> like, I feel that, I guess. Like, I can respect that, but playing it's kind of a bummer. What's weird is they made Let's Go Eevee. Which is like the same engine, but the original 150 aren't all in there. How does that make any sense? <laughs> I think so. So here's my hypothesis on that: is that because of the back-to-back -back releases of these, like Let's Go Eevee and, and Pikachu came out last year, and this one is my assumption is the fact that they had two different teams working on it. But what they weren't talking to each other? They weren't like, hey, we just modeled all 150 originals. Do you want them? Other team <laughs> working on the big Pokemon game? You know how people are going to be really mad and are really mad? Maybe I, at least putting in the original 150 will calm someone down. <laughs> I, I find it just so almost childish that people are upset that they cut Pokemon out of it. Like, you knew eventually they weren't going to be able to have everybody into a single game. And so, like, I understand the anger a little bit of being like oh well that was my favorite and i really wanted to play my favorite one but at the same time like i buy new pokemon games to catch and play new pokemon like i'm not still trying to play bulbasaur in sun and moon or anything like i i just don't know why the hell you give a shit about it it's like if that's your case go back and play red and blue go back and play uh, uh, you know, let's go if you want to play with Bulbasaur and the rest of the gang. But if you want to, like, hey, there's a brand new Pokemon that you've never seen before, that's why you buy a new Pokemon game. But what's almost more interesting to me is how they chose who gets in and who doesn't. Because, like, Charizard's in there because, like, obviously. Pikachu's in there because, like, obviously. But then, like, the gear Pokemon that's just two gears? Clank? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Clank he's Clank? in yeah. there. What? Who has ever liked that Pokemon? Name one person. You can't. Everyone thinks he's a joke. So why is he in there? They have to have some bad Pokemon. They can't have just all good Pokemon. Why not, though? They can't just have a list <laughs> of 400 best at bats. Come on, man. I don't understand. It's so bizarre to me that he made the cut. I'm happy Charizard's in there. I'm not happy that it's like the signature Pokemon of the champion. Because yeah. when I eventually get mine, it's going to feel like I'm copying A him. A copycat, yeah, yeah. But he's like my favorite. Too bad he doesn't have Clank. I started my yeah. first Pokemon <laughs> game with a Charmander. Wouldn't that be oh. hilarious? The champion's got a Clank. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, this is the best one. It's like, nobody, don't even try. Look, all I'm saying is that Wooloo and Yamper are just kicking ass on my game right now. <laughs> they are my boys. Yamper's freaking so cute. Like, they're like, we got an electric mouse, and that was, like, our most famous Pokemon ever. What if we made an electric Corgi? 
Like, yeah. I don't know if this is just like I, maybe Jake, as somebody who's played uh, more of the games than I ever have, you can explain this a little bit to me. Um, but like, I discovered a thing with the Emperor today where he will fetch Pokeballs for me in yeah. like the middle of battle that like didn't capture the Pokemon. And I was like, this is the most broken random perk I've ever seen. I didn't even know that was a thing. And now I'm just like, yeah, I'm starting with him all of the time when I'm out in the wild. So that way I can just be like, oh no, I didn't catch this one. He brought back the Pokeball though. So I'm just going to throw it again. Thanks buddy. I bet that's his passive. I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, it is. And when okay. did they add passives to everybody? Because yeah, I thought, like, I thought that was new. That? Pretty early. Like, they have been around for ages, dude. Really? Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe like Gen 2. Maybe even Gen 1. I don't know. Wow. Wow. I guess I just yeah, don't remember Yeah, they've been around stuff. for a long, long time. But can you build a treehouse? I don't think so <laughs> but you can make a lot of curry which you is can make close you can make your pokemon have sex you can do that okay oh. i mean that's also been in since gen 2 though yeah that's, yeah that's been there for a bit i do want to put a rug on my floor a bed in the room and i want to decorate i want to decorate that's my treehouse crossing You're yeah wait for, for animal wait for animal crossing next year <laughs> um no there's a you... pokemon with it have you guys bumped into any of the shinies yet? No. No. Yeah, okay. I haven't either. Apparently there's like a new type of shiny in this game. I was reading about earlier that a bunch of people were like freaking out about because normally when a shiny shows up, like it has like the little star effect. But now there's like a new version of shiny that has a square effect instead of the star effect when it like shows up. So it's just like a bunch of like diamonds. Uh and I was just like, I probably i'm never gonna see a shiny during my entire run through so you know a special type of shiny who cares like yeah, I, I thanks yeah i've so i've played through almost every game in the pokemon series i don't know that i ever actually saw a shiny i got there's like a pokey rust thing it's like a virus your pokemon can get that like gives them extra experience and i got that once um but yeah, I never. I don't think I ever actually saw a shiny in game. How do we feel about Team Yell? I mean, I kind of like that they leaned into the villains being just stupid idiots. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that kind of warms my heart. How do we feel about Hop? Oh my god, I fucking hate so him. So annoying. <laughs> I'm gonna kill him. Like he's not as bad as whoever it was in Sun. Oh man. I blocked him from my mind because he was so annoying. But he, whoever that freaking guy, I hated him. And Hop is basically the same. But at least in this one, your Pokedex doesn't also show up to tell you shit you didn't ask about. So it's like better. I don't understand how he's so confident. Like I destroy him every time I see his face. And he's but just I'm like, gonna I'm going to be the best, the, the best ever. I've always lost. I've literally never won. I don't, but... I don't know why... Game Freak decided that your rival, instead of counterpicking you and making the fight actually hard and picking mm -hmm. the starter that you're bad against, they just pick the one you're good against and make sure the fight's never interesting. Yep. Because it used to and be then, like, oh, you're strongest and they're strongest. Their strongest wins every time. So you have to like actually put some effort into winning. It's like, no, 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 no. Your strongest will just win every time in this matchup. So who cares? And then every, literally every time you use a super effective move, he's like, oh, I see you've learned type matchups. <laughs> type matchups. 
So you've mastered tight matchups. It's like you picked grass. I picked fire. <laughs> you were there. I picked first. What are you doing? You had all of the advantage up. and you threw it away. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Is that all you were playing? So uh, I had one I looked, other. Oh. I looked it up and secret bases are in Ruby and Sapphire. Ah. Oh yeah. And I think it was in Leaf Green too. And Fire Red. Yeah, they they probably added it to like the remakes. So like Omega Ruby maybe. Mm-hmm. Man, Leaf Green and Fire Red, those are real names because those are so lazy. Yeah. These are sword and shield. The first one was yellow. What do you want? I don't, colors. They already the, had a red and green, right? Or they definitely already had a red. They had red the and legendary, blue. Yeah, okay. The Fire legendary red, for red. shield is like a, a dog that kind of looks like a shield a little bit. Yeah. The legendary for sword, it doesn't it doesn't even it's not even like a sword Pokemon. It's just like a dog that has a sword. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Sif from Dark Souls. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking great. I'm so obviously excited. Obviously the correct choice. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess we had this design, but it's for the sword game. I'll put a sword in his mouth, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I think it's great. Yeah, it's... it's as, as somebody that, like, hasn't played one of these since gold, silver, like, I have no idea what happened to many of the Pokemon games in between, but goddamn, am I happy to be back. Yeah. Uh, before before we move past me, I also I started Sekiro again. This is gonna be a short one. I just I played a little bit. I stopped like six months ago, right before a big boss fight, and so I was like kind of leery of getting back into it because I was like, man, that boss is gonna kick my ass because this game's really hard. But when I whooped him on my first try, so I just wow, want to flex a little bit on my podcast wow. where I can do that. Yeah, I know. I was I was surprised. That's impressive. Yeah. No, I'm I'm very good at video games, guys. <laughs> And you did go back and me. train in like all of the Dark Souls games, so and that is true. I've been playing a lot of Dark Souls, so I don't, it's like they're not even that comparable, though. They're a little they're yeah, similar, though. They're similar-ish, but Dodge and Sekiro will to kill you. It will get you killed most times. Yeah, Caleb, how about you? What have you been playing lately? I've been playing a whole bunch of Outer Worlds. I beat it. The Outer Worlds. Sorry, get that mixed you mean up. Outer Wilds with Outer Wilds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, and I found playing a dumb character very fun in that game. There's a lot of hilarious dialogue for dumb I mean, characters. That must come naturally for you, though. Oh. <laughs> Got him. God jokes. <laughs> Woo. I usually don't get into open world games much anymore. But this one's only like, what, 30 hours long? And it held yeah. my attention for pretty much the whole thing. Which is surprising nowadays. But I think it's super good. We talked about it already a little bit, but very, very good. That's what keeps me going. It's just I don't, I don't feel like I've ever had a bad conversation with somebody. Yeah. I'm like, okay, these jokes aren't funny. What you're talking about doesn't feel like you're a unique character. All characters in that game feel unique. They don't feel like they're just placed. It's, it's well done. The very beginning of the game, I feel like the dialogue was lacking, but once you leave the first area, I think it really takes off. And there's and there's like some characters in that game that have no bearing on anything you're doing, but they still have amazing dialogue. Like the freaking uh, Moonhead guy yeah. on Groundbreaker. Oh, yeah. Like what the heck? That went on for so long. So funny. You put on his helmet. Teeth. Yeah, I'm sorry. We don't sell tooth <laughs> toothpaste, uh, but we do sell. I don't remember what they were, but they're like made out of all kinds of weird stuff for mouthwash and dental floss. Pacer's choice. 
That's right. Not the, it's best, not choice. the best choice. It's, it's the spacer's choice. What a good tagline. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> Makes me laugh every time. Uh, I've uh, anything been else playing, oh, I've been playing the new Star Wars game, which I think Alex has also played some of. I've not gotten too far into it. A few hours. It's pretty fun so far. Uh, as people have mentioned, it is kind of like Sekiro-style combat. A lot of parrying and blocking. So now, I'm hoping you can confirm this. I've heard it makes you feel like <laughs> Spider-Man. Is, that, is there any truth to that? Uh, I can't say that's accurate. No, no. Mm, it doesn't make bad. you feel like Spider-Man, weirdly. It does make you feel like a Jedi, though. <laughs> oh, interesting. Is it, I mean, is it like open world? Are you just, or is it like very path forward? How, like, how's the game progress? I don't know anything about it. So far, it seems like almost uh, Metroidvania style, kind of. Like, it's got an open world where you can jump back a whole bunch, but you go and get new abilities and then come back to previous areas. And It is like okay. spidering pathways. Oh, spider, that... hmm? That yeah, <laughs> that like you won't be able to go a bunch of the ways until you've unlocked something that allows you to go that way. Right. Okay. And then a lot of times you'll go down this long section of the game and then eventually hit a spot where you can like drop a rope or unlock a door or something and be like, oh, that's back to the starting area. So you've unlocked a, a path like a, a shortcut. So, oh, okay. so you don't have to walk all the way back down the hill and then go all the way back up like you're trying to approach the mountain for the first time. Like there's there's a, there's a shortcut or a pathway or a some sort of way to get you back to your starting base without having it to be like yeah, you have like to walk they, all the way back down the path. They tell you about the portal stuff and then they let you use it. What? Like that's sort of, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some like Souls-esque shortcuts. Yeah, and then I finished the first, I don't know what you want to call it, level, maybe, area. And then they were like, so you got a clue for this place, and you got a clue for this place. Which one do you want to go to? So, And then they gave you a map with two different planets. So you got to choose which one you go to. So it's it looks like it's a little bit of like choice in what you explore and what order. That's kind of cool. Uh, since you're talking about Star Wars and that's on your list, what else have you been playing lately? Uh, I also finished The Outer Worlds. Excellent game. Everybody should play that. If you like those types of games, I guess. I guess not everybody should play not it. Maybe you hate <laughs> Fallout games or games with story or <laughs> games with good games. dialogue. You can't, you, can't, story. <laughs> you can't just lump Fallout games together. There's the problem. Like, you'll even be like If you're like a Fallout 3 or Fallout you know, New Vegas fan. Yeah. You're Fallout 76 fan. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. What else? <laughs> they exist. I what know game one. are you talking no. about? I don't know what you're talking about. I just, mm -hmm. When I talk about Fallout games, that doesn't, that's not considered in, in oh, the options. Oh, you're just completely excluding it. I see. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah, if you like Fallout games, mm -hmm. <laughs> great one for you. So, Alex, you're just talking about the first 75 Fallout games. <laughs> <laughs> the first 75 Fallout games are very good. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. The 76th one, though. I don't know what happened to that yeah, one. Yeah, really Garbage. dropped the ball. Played during the 24-hour stream. Yeah, somebody mentioned that and mentioned that uh, it's on sale for $20 and we should all just buy it. 
Like they'll pay that me idea. twenty dollars to take it. Yeah, I think that's how that works, right? I, I mean, mean, that sounds good to me. I mean, I didn't get Jake anything for his birthday, so I'll I'll buy you that game if you'll play it on the twenty four hour stream. <laughs> Please don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I owe you a better birthday gift than that. But... Um, but yeah, that's uh, I finished that game. Excellent. I've been playing All in Order, and I've been playing that Pokemon game. That's pretty much it. Oh, and how about you? What have you been playing lately, buddy? Uh, again, just want to plug Sayonara Wild Hearts. Fantastic game. If you're on the Switch already, playing the new Pokemon. If you need like a break for like a good 15 minutes, go buy that. It's fantastic. I, I think I've I've now beaten that game eight times over. Dang. What? Yeah. No, I just keep going back and playing through it. Because, like, mind you, this is a short game. You can beat the entire thing in about three hours. Like, if you're doing badly, you can probably beat it much faster if you're just, like, acing everything back and forth. But I I just, I really love it. I went back and I went through, like, each mission and, like, 100%ed all of them. Just because I was having so much fun playing that game. Um, So, yeah, been playing that, obviously, Pokemon Sword. Uh, not shield because sword is better. Uh, also, been playing a lot of Planet Zoo. I know I mentioned it last week, but I didn't really get to like dive into Planet Zoo a lot. Uh, and this time, I did want to just kind of mention a lot more of the mechanics and the game itself because it's a lot of fun being just you know the it's it's got that you know your zoo tycoon kind of managing your animals and uh, staff and whatnot. But I really just like how in depth and in detail it has the um the animals like there's a a, a zoology page that'll tell you about it and then in that same page that tells you about you know all of these facts about the animal and everything it also mentions like what kind of terrain it likes and what kind of um space that it needs and all of this so that way when you go and build the habitat for it you can kind of Make sure that there's enough rocks, make sure there's enough trees, the right type of trees from the right biomes. Make sure that you're like, if it needs water, it has enough water space and that the water is going to be clean. So that way it doesn't drink a lot of dirty water like all of my elephants do because they're really shitty people. Um, It's just it's a lot of fun and it, you know, it's very rewarding and you do a good job and, you know, you're you're breeding all of these animals together. And so you can like just as you're playing and you're building things, you can hear the kind of like uh, the the little yaps and um, you know yelps of baby of animals breeding. Oh. Yeah, of, of no, I mean just love like baby animals once you have them, and it's just like such a cute little thing. Like while you're sitting there building something, and you hear like the little tiny like baby cheetahs playing and you're like okay this is really cute hold on let me just like take a minute out of what i'm doing and just watch these little guys like run around their little playground and play with each other and you're like this is fun um yeah there's a place like in real life you could go see like animals like playing around together (laughs) leaving your house Uh, a i have to get onto the red line b i don't have to spend money like other people so i can't really complain that much i should really just go to the zoo more often (laughs) uh but yeah i mean i just it's a it's a fun pickup i've been having a lot of fun playing that and uh 
my girlfriend has been watching me play it and just kind kind of like giving input of just being like, oh, well, you know, you need to make sure that they're happy and make sure that they have all of the best food. And, and, and do they have do they have like enough people in there, you know, make sure that they have enough friends so that way they have somebody to play with. And I was like, it's just really adorable. Um, 10 out of 10. You know, it, it's definitely a fun game to play if you're it's into that kind of stuff. It's a 10 out of 10 game. I, I it, Chad, you missed it last week, but I started that game, and the first thing that happened was my camera got shit upon by a bear. Oh. And from that on, I was just in on this. I think I remember listening to that, to be honest. Yeah, so like, it just it, it's a it's a it's a fun thing if you're if you think you like that kind of stuff, like the roller coaster, zoo tycoony kind of things. This I think is a very bears pooping on me. This this is a this is a good like you know uh, evolution of the series and of the genre. It, there's a lot more to do with it other than just like I bought some giraffes. So they're in a fence. Um, you can also just like take all of the fences out and let them run free, and then just watch chaos ensue, and that's just a lot of fun. <laughs> um, I'll go last here. I haven't been playing much. I've been traveling and sick, so uh, I haven't been playing a ton. But I have been, of course, grinding on Destiny. I feel like I've made the. I don't know why that 950 isn't like the actual soft cap 900 to 950 is not necessarily like super slow but when you get to 950 and you're trying to grind up to 960 good luck my friends it's a pinnacle gear only it's not an easy task uh also been playing some hollow knight of course still trying to wrap yes. that game up i finally beat the freaking fool challenge oh, it's nice. so hard it's tough man it's so long is the problem yep <laughs> man what a solid game I can't wait for Silk Song to come out. It'll be really good. Yeah, I'm very excited. Speaking of games being released and talked about and announced, uh, let's talk for a second about Alex. Not yes, hello. podcast Alex. Hi. No, no, no. No, no. No. <laughs> what would you like to know about me? Nothing about you. Let's talk about this new VR exclusive game that uh, Val's been working on. Freaking new Half Life game. What oh, is that about? A L Y X. Got oh, it. Got oh, it. Got oh, it. Oh, <laughs> the better. Wait, it's, a half, it's a Half Life game? Yeah. Yeah, it's a new Half Life game coming it out. It is not Half Life Three. It is not Half Life, but it's Half Life like Half Life game. One point five, yeah. right, or something in between. Yes. Yeah, in between one and two. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's a VR Valve's game. Flagship. Yeah. VR which, title, which also means they're going to have multiple. That's a plus. Or they're just going to have two. <laughs> yeah, I mean Half Life One Point Five and Half Life Three. That would be great. We could wrap <laughs> this thing up. I haven't watched much. I watched like one trailer of it, Alex. How much have you seen about it? I've watched everything that they've put out about it. <laughs> Dang. So they bit. they put out a trailer. It is a short trailer, but it shows a couple of cool mechanics. Like uh, you've got these what people are say or what was leaked to be called gravity gloves. Mm. Not gravity, grab gravity, gravity, like grabbing something. But that also gravity. What? Oh my! Why? Gravity gloves. The gravity <laughs> gun. It's like a thing. Yeah, but so, gravity. Well, gravity presumably gloves. you don't manipulate gravity. Presumably you grab, and it's probably how you move, right? You grab things with gravity. Yeah, gravity. So, see, it makes sense. It doesn't make a, any sense. That's a terrible <laughs> thing for them. That's just confusing. It's a couple of things like you could like. There was a spot in the trailer where they sucked a grenade off of an enemy's belt and then threw it at them. That was pretty cool. You had me at suck off. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, do you know, just cool stuff like that. It looked very like high fidelity for VR. Yeah, it did. 
Um, and you play as Alex. That's confirmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a 22-minute interview that Jeff Keighley did with some of the devs on it. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of extra info about the game itself that was out, but they did talk for a while about how they were all very intimidated about the prospect of making Half-Life 3. And so when they were experimenting with VR and they started putting Half-Life assets into the weird thing that they were building, they decided not to go full Half-Life 3, but to do <laughs> like a a project that wasn't quite so intimidating. And then they also talked for a while about how it's not able to be done in 2D because they know people are going to be super mad about it not being able to be played with a mouse and keyboard. Yep. If you go look at the f- the forms, it's already up on Steam. You can pre-order it. If you go look at the forms in there, it's just like 50% threads, people saying, boycott this game, VR is the worst, Valve is the worst developer, I can't believe they would make this VR only, and then 50% threads being like, heck yeah, I've been waiting for Valve to make a VR title, can't wait, all this <laughs> stuff, you know? like, And then like a bunch of people being like, why do people hate VR? And then a bunch of people being like, why do people support VR? <laughs> so, why do people wow. support VR? So the yeah. usual internet reaction to any. Yeah. yeah. That's yes. true. I'm, huh? I think I would definitely be on a stance that Half-Life 3 needs to be keyboard mouse. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's been 12 years since they put out anything Half-Life. <laughs> and so I can kind of understand why some people are mad if they are not going to have the opportunity to play the new Half-Life thing because they can't due to like financial reasons or maybe they're you know somebody like jake who gets motion sick in vr very Mm. easily and potentially will have a problem playing it even if they could afford it um speaking of affording it right aren't they giving this title away free for index owners yeah so if if you're an index owner you get it for free so congrats you spent a thousand dollars on their system and they're giving you a sixty dollar game a thousand dollars on their system (laughs) yeah i mean Wow, you, are, you already had sensors from yeah. buying the other thing that they put out. So <laughs> <laughs> it's already in my library. So is it really? Yep. Well, why don't you just get on um, Stadia? You could be playing it right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! Negative latency, man. <laughs> Actually, can can we talk? Can we just transition to Stadia it up now? In my library too. Yeah. that's cool. We should talk about Stadia because they're. I mean, Buddy, first we of should. All. It's pretty important. Yeah. Um, I think they dropped with 22 titles officially. Yep. Uh, which, I mean, from a competition standpoint, you know, against everybody's library versus against other streaming platforms, I, that's not a ton of titles. <laughs> uh, I also don't know. I don't know if anybody saw the list of, of games that are actually available to play on Stadia. Um, yep. But uh, you did? Yep. Was there anything standout? Nope. They I have think... a game called Guilt, which is new and not on anything say, else. That is the yeah. exclusive that they have. Otherwise, it's a bunch of old stuff that's been out for like is a year on... plus. I thought Red Dead Two was on there. Red Dead Two is on it. Yeah. So, uh, which okay. is pretty new for PC. Yeah. Yeah. I guess if you're saying for PC, sure. That that is the only one that really captured my imagination at all for why you would. I mean, I still don't really get Stadia. Like, I still don't know who it's for yeah. at all. At all, at all, at all. 
but like that's it's, the one it's where I'm obviously like, oh. for people that don't want to play video games that want to play video games <laughs> <laughs> that's wild uh on top of the lack of games, they have also had really bad latency issues. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's going to take a while. Low. What happened to yeah. the negative latency? It's going to take a while for people to get used to having their actions happen before they do them. So. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it's very It's a very jarring experience, I think. Pretty soon, nobody's going to actually be playing games. You're just watching a game being played. And it's you playing it, but it's just like, Everything's happening before you even think about it, so it's like it's brand new all the time. Everyone's gonna love it, I'm sure. This is, I'm sure this is getting weird. I thought I, I thought we were just, just like, going the Twitch route, and then you went you went weird. The, there's some surprising things about this launch. It seems like it wasn't ready because the, it doesn't have all the features that they promised. Like you can't yep. you can't move from a, a one platform to another and pick up your game like they said you would be able to. It's like you have to pay for their pro service to be able to get into it right now at all. And all that does is give you Destiny, which is a free game now. So that's a little weird. And if you don't pay for the pro service, you're going to get like 720p streaming. Wow. When it's like fully out. That sounds bad. Like the whole the pitch is like don't want to spend two thousand dollars on a high-end pc play our thing it'll give you a high-end pc experience for not buying one but then um, like no but yeah, then they nah, also, if you don't if you don't pay for of, 4k in terms of rendering too they were talking about how they, they they've been touting this 4k thing for a long time you know which play everything mm-hmm. in 4k and destiny 2 max render is at 1080p you cannot play it and we'll never be able to play it on four and 4k on stadia not only is it 1080p it is equivalent to medium settings. Yeah. <laughs> wow. God damn. Ouch. So <sighs> it's a it's console experience, but it's through video compression with like, you know, all the weird stuff that comes with that, artifacting mm-hmm. this weird like grayish film over everything sometimes. It's almost like they overpromised. They so on on top the, of all this the controller First of all, the controller uh-huh. Uh-huh. is supposed to be connected by Wi-Fi to your router directly <laughs> so that it can reduce the latency. It can't do that right now. You have to plug it directly in with a cable to your computer because they're not even enabling Bluetooth on it yet. If you do it on your phone, you have to connect it to your phone with a cable. What is that? No one wants to do that. Also, people's Chromecasts have been dying from overheating. <laughs> so Wow. Incredible. Yeah. And... They had to put out like a PR notice saying that, you know, our, their devices are working as intended. They're talking about their Chromecasts. <laughs> working as intended and that the hot to the touch Chromecasts were not necessarily a problem in causing games to crash. <laughs> eh, okay, sure. Sure. How How's the hot to the touch PC going with Caleb over there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your PC is hot to that. You ever open up your PC and touch the CPU? It's real hot. All the time. It's real hot. <laughs> just I mean, that's how that I cook grilled cheeses. Just uh, touch the heat pipe on your GPU. You know, with such a just bad launch, I'll be surprised to see if they can like gain any steam. They're going to really have to do something that stand out oh. for people to say, yeah, you know, this is a service I would pay for. Steam is a different service, Aaron. Yeah, I was going to make my oh, yeah, when he was right. done. Mm-hmm. Gosh. <laughs> 
I mean, okay, they're going to get it to the point where they're going to be able to open it up to everybody and it's going to work across all their platforms and stuff like that. And then since they're Google, they're just going to put something in one of the 18 services that you use from Google that says, hey, you want to try this out? You can just click this button and it'll play and you'll be like, oh, sure. And that's how that's... they'll get people. I mean, yeah. to me, it's really just being able to beat all those games before I even buy them. You know, <laughs> like I'll think about getting it one day and I'll be like, oh, man, I did beat Jedi Fallen Order. That's crazy. I think <laughs> the okay. actual the actual market they should be going for is the sports game people the people that don't actually mm. want to play video games but they want madden every year that's fair this, yeah this is a way that they don't have to buy a playstation 5 to get madden 2021 wow. yeah and then presumably they can just subscribe rather than you know paying yeah. every year for madden xx whatever yeah well that's the thing is yeah. like, this is have to buy it right this is also not a subscription service you have to purchase all the games individually well i take it back the service <laughs> sucks so and right now you have to bad. right now you have to pay ten dollars a month to get in until they open it up without having to do that that will happen eventually but then you also have to buy all the games that are in there even if you already own them like you want to play assassin's creed odyssey on this thing and you already own it buy it again i literally you know Tough luck. i would I would say maybe if like if consoles weren't a thing and literally just everybody just had to build a PC or have a really nice PC in order to play games and make them look good, this could have a market. But I don't know how you compete against consoles. That's what I don't understand. I mean, they, they, they're going to charge people this service and then make them pay, play, pay for games on top of that. When it's not rendering well, your latency is absolutely horrendous. And you're competing against a $400 box that somebody can buy and put in front of their TV and play whatever they want. Not just a and limited it, selection. It of just games. works, TM. Yeah, the Sam argument. I mean, in this case, a pretty valid argument. No, it's like it's the one thing about sure consoles that I'll I'll say that yeah, sure. If you don't want to deal with tech stuff, I guess get a console because it'll just work. You put yeah. it, you plug it in your TV, and it works. Well, usually, yeah, most of the time. So the Chromecast gets hot. Uh, so uh, <laughs> other things that aren't working very, working out very well. Uh, Campo Santo has been having some development. <laughs> Campo Santo, not working very well. Wow. <laughs> not working out very well. Not working out very well. Campo Santo has been having some development issues on their new game. No, uh, this is um, In the Valley of the Gods is the game. This is not confirmed, but it is believed it is canceled. Uh, like three of the head developers of the game have removed any mention of it from their Twitter bios and like the trailer on YouTube has been privated and it's like they're trying to wipe it from the internet like it never what existed. It is also rumored that I mean we know that they were purchased by Valve a while ago. It is rumored that that team was kind of taken over to work on Half-Life Alex. Mm. So the Valley of the Gods died for Half Life. I mean, it's not. That's, that's weird because that's not like a Campo Santo feeling ding. thing, right? Yeah, it I is a it... first-person experience, and they wanted a good story, probably. Yeah, and they were like, "Hey, you guys did that." And also, we've lost a lot of our writers over the years. Yeah, I guess if if it's gonna die for any game, uh, sure, Half Life. Okay. 
But then there's the fact that it's VR only. I don't know. It's just funny because it's like over the years it's been it's been Half Life died for Dota Two, Half Life died for Artifact, Half Life died for what is what is the other thing they did the Dota Underlords thing, and then now it's the reverse. This game died for Half Life. Uh who who had this Galaxy 2.0 on here? By the way, that's a me. Oh, that's you. That's right. If only we yeah. color coded this. Yeah, right. If only. Yeah, but sometimes <laughs> I feel like people are writing things, and I'm like, you don't even know if that's your color. Maybe you just <laughs> hit the enter button, and it came down uh, from below. So, GOG Galaxy. They talked about this. I I might have even mentioned it on the podcast once before, but they're they're talking about releasing this client that puts all of your game libraries from various different launchers and platforms into one library and they just sent me a beta invitation but i set it up in the last two days and i've been trying it out even if it's all in one library does it still have to launch all of the other game launchers to launch the games yes so is it a game launcher launcher yes absolutely (sighs) but generally for most of them it launches everything in the background so you don't have to deal with it once you've connected the systems uh, so in my library, I have all of GOG, Epic, Origin, Uplay, Steam, Xbox, which is the Windows Store, and PlayStation. And I can see and launch all of those. I can't launch PlayStation for obvious reasons. What? But I can see the games in the library, which is pretty cool. And you can get all of your info about them, like the achievements and playtime and whatnot. All of that gets pulled in. And it also carries over all of your tags from Steam and puts them into this, and you can tag things in other libraries with the same thing and make big collections across multiple launchers and it's it seems pretty cool so far i haven't used it a ton but it, it's worked pretty flawlessly with everything that's not epic i have wow. a little, little trouble with epic oh really weird yeah why would how would that be i don't know that's strange <laughs> <laughs> there's their store not working right for something that's weird that can't be right he must speaking be of um speaking of game launcher launchers uh Fallen Order is the first game that's back on Steam from EA, mm-hmm. and they still have oh, Origin yeah. Protection on it, but it is like the smoothest experience I've ever had with a game launcher launcher. <laughs> like <laughs> Uplay, for instance, you play, you launch a game from Steam, and it pulls up Uplay, and then it pulls up the game. Mm-hmm. This, it just kind of like, it looks like it checks it, like it authenticates it. And then it goes away, and you never see Origin. It like doesn't even actually fully launch the Origin client. So like when you go back out of the game, it's not like Origin's open. It's not in your taskbar or anything. It just kind of like double checks it. It's like, all right, you're cool, and then lets you play it from Steam. This one's actually launching the clients, but it's usually auto-minimizing them to the tray. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with them. And you'll like this. I launched Jedi Fallen Order from this, so it launched the Steam version which launched oh my gosh a game launcher 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 (laughs) Uh, that's ridiculous yeah it's absurd oh it's so great but it's a pretty solid so far i mean it's still in beta but i've not really had any issues with it other than epic pretty cool but it's not steam no it's not yeah you can see all your steam stuff but it's not steam speaking of steam Talk about Steam Remote Play for a second. Yes, Steam Remote Play finally came out. Alex and I played it in beta a while back. It was rough. I haven't actually played it since then, but since it came out, they also announced 
and released. Um, you can Steam Remote Play to iOS and Android devices, which is super cool. So if you all wanted, were hanging out and you didn't have a whole bunch of controllers or something, oh, that's kind of nice. Just pop it up on people's phones and play, which is really cool. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Uh, I also wanted to mention, uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, the nominations for the Game Awards this year finally came out. And Which, who who does the Game I, Awards? I don't know who it, does the nominations for them. I remember it always being on Spike TV, right? Is, is it that one, though? Like, is nobody, nobody takes that one seriously, do they? <laughs> <laughs> well, the important part about seriousness is that... Uh, Death Stranding has nine nominations. God, fuck. <laughs> have we, Are you kidding? Have we played, has anybody here played that game? No. I've all I've really heard is that it's boring. Nominated yeah. for Game of the Year. Yeah, it's nominated for a lot of things, but yeah, is it the game worst of the game of, of the year category? <laughs> yeah, well, okay, I've got I've, I've pulled them up. I don't know, Aaron. I don't want to take this away from you. If you had no, a go thing. ahead, go. go okay, ahead, go ahead. Uh, so we got Death Stranding is in Game of the Year. This is going to be slow because I'm literally just scrolling through and looking for it. <laughs> Action adventure, um, art direction, audio design, uh, and then all the way at the bottom, it's in like uh, game direction again. No, that's the same thing. No, that's different. Norman Reedus is also up for best performance in it. Mm. Narrative. Sure. Narrative. I so you know of all good. things probably narrative makes sense because it's like say. mostly a movie <laughs> like yeah i just like lore and music i mean it's in a lot of things the the fact that there's things in here that borderlands 3 is on this on places is a little concerning yeah a little bit i see untitled goose game also got nomination which like mm. No, like, it was no. a cool game, but mm. like I get that it was the meme game and I enjoyed it, but like no, no, it's not. It's not yeah. that good. It's not like yeah. actually good. I see Sayonara Wild Hearts is up there for something, so I'm happy. Art direction. Yeah, yeah I know it needs it needs to win that. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I don't know actually who does this. I just had was reading an article and they were talking about how Death Stranding was nominated for so many things, and I just. Does any one of have any one of us even played this game? No, I don't think so. Okay, is is anyone go, planning on playing it before our end of the year podcast? Full twenty four hour stream, Death Stranding. I'm not <laughs> <gonna do it. laughs> you might actually get to the good part. Twenty four hour stream. Actually, no, you won't because you won't halfway get through that game part. is what thirty like thirty thirty six hours or something. Yeah, I think that's yeah, right. Not enough. So I'll just speed run it. Halfway through yeah. the game is sixty like, hours. No, halfway through is thirty. Okay, yeah. So if you played the entire twenty-four hour stream, you would just hate the game the whole time because that's what nice. that's what you said you'd do. You'd hate the first half of the game. Nice. Why was well, it, if, why would anybody play this game? Yeah, if I did, because it. yeah, Hideo Kojima's name is on it, and Norman Reedus is in it, and Matt right. Mickelson. Yeah, all the Reedus like, fans. I like kind of want to play it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Play it and tell us. How I want to know is. why people American play it. Truck Simulator. Anything that's a walking simulator where you're not really doing anything. Anything that has to do with like conditions and like packing things very intricately. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I wonder if people who work for like Amazon aggregation. Or, or work for like UPS would play this game. Play like, it as yeah, practice. I'm feeling it. 
Also, while we're on this topic, it's worth noting that the indie game is actually the fresh indie game presented by Subway. Nice. Because, you know, eat fresh. Why not? Yeah, I think it's the only one that's like sponsored. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Our direction is presented by Samsung. Wow, this is so sad. Sorry, (laughs) I looked at this. That's that's (laughs) trending is coming to PC next year. So if I do play it, it will be like a sale on Steam or something, and I'll pick it up. I'm going to mod it so that way you have cool motorcycles and you can do flips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about a couple other games that are on this list, um, starting with Anthem 2.0. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, there's no yeah, way. So <laughs> I don't know. They <laughs> Bioware came out and said a bunch of crazy things. about. Yeah, well, they showed a bunch of crazy things for the first Anthem and look what happened there. They came out and they were like, we're not giving up on Anthem. We're going to like relaunch it as Anthem 2.0. Is it going to be so free gonna for go everyone? Like no. Evolve was? I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be like the... Evolve 2.0 where it just gets worse. Piss everyone off. No. <laughs> I think if you relaunch it and you say, okay, but you still have to pay for it, people are going to be like, it's still Anthem, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to buy it. It's still that they... game that I didn't buy the first time around. Yeah. They were like, um... Oh shoot! I forgot the name of the game. Hello Games and their failed failure of a launch. Uh, Base Hello game. Games. What's what's it called? No idea. Everybody stop and yep. Google uh, Hello Google Games. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky. Oh. Okay. Fastest Googler. So they were like, "Hey guys, remember how No Man's Sky was really bad when it launched, and then they worked on it for like a couple years and did a bunch of updates, and now like the people that play that game generally say it's good." The fifty people who play we're, it. We're gonna do that, is what they said. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> and they're like, I don't know what that looks like. If it's gonna be like one major update that comes out like a long time from now, or if it's gonna be like we're doing little updates over time and it'll just get better and better, or if we're just gonna release an entire new skew. I'm like, first of all, don't do that because if you make everybody rebuy this game that you've now fixed, that's a problem. Mm hmm. It almost wow. feels like they'd be better to call it just like Bioware's big whoopsie game. And it has, <laughs> they, you don't even say the word Anthem at all. Because I would be more inclined to buy it if you told me it was not Anthem. Just maybe, they just, maybe they should just call it definitely not Anthem and release it as a brand new <laughs> studio. Yeah, that'd be pretty solid. I'd be like, oh, no, this isn't it. Like, I know it looks the same, but it's definitely not. Definitely like, not during- during while they were announcing all that, they did also confirm they're still working on Dragon Age 4. That's going to come out probably fiscal 2021. Anybody yeah. ever played those games? I've played all of them. Yeah. I, like, I like Dragon Age a lot, actually. But with how Bioware is right now, <laughs> um, I mean, they're, they, you know, they're kind of on the bad foot right now. They kind of got to really impress me to get me back what, on board. What's your opinion on like Dragon Age 1 compared to 2, 3, and Inquisition? Or if I'm wrong... There was no three, and Inquisition uh, was, was three. Inquisition was three. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first one they did, um, Origins, is pretty easily the best one they've made. Yes. Uh, two had a lot of cool ideas, but entirely used the engine of one and was really lazy in a lot of ways. Like, it would run you through the same dungeon repeatedly, and it would do that tacky thing where it would, like, flip it, and you would come in at the end, and it'd be like, ooh, it's a new dungeon. And I'm like, this is the same mineshaft I've done like 10 times now. So that it really suffered from that. 
Uh, Inquisition was pretty good. Yeah, um, I like it, that one. It's got a really weird ending. I've been told there's DLC that like gives it a better ending, but like not not to get too spoilery for it. But like you like go and you like you confront the bad guy, and it's like oh he's out there and he's scheming, and you're like you get all your guys together, and you're like okay we need to make a plan for how we're gonna get him, and someone just like looks out the window and they're like oh there he is, and you <laughs> go and you do the last boss fight, and it's like oh okay I guess we're done. So that was really weird. Like, absurdly weird. I mean, as long as I can punch that one elf dude in the face, maybe uh, it's worth it. I mean, that's fair. Solus is kind of the worst. He For is what worth the worst character. For what it's worth, Brock loves this, this series uh, so much that I'm pretty sure he's read a couple books now oh, on, wow. like, yeah. backstory and that. transitions yeah. between games. Absolutely loves this series. So I mean, he's going to be pumped. Here's He's the thing, gonna though. hate my review on it because <laughs> I absolutely adore Dragon Age One. Like I've played it probably two, three times ish. I haven't like gotten all the way through. I, the first time I beat it, but then the second and third like playthrough, I kind of just like quit halfway through and lost my save. Dragon Age Two, I didn't like at all. I just I felt like they changed too much. Yeah, it's and fair. Then, and then Dragon Age Inquisition was decent. I think it was a, it was. Uh, unique enough that in like the name wasn't dragon age three that like i could pick it up and be like okay this is decent but dragon age one was just so it was just so beautiful it was so good i really liked it yeah yeah they two they very much were like okay we're gonna make it like an action game now whereas one was very much like a more like a strategy type game Mm -hmm. like a real-time possible kind of affair Whereas two felt more like you could just wade in and start mashing some buttons, and you'd probably do okay. Which, so they yeah. didn't. They didn't. After Anthem did so poorly, they didn't really say too much about this. But they are giving the impression that they want to make Dragon Age Four like a living game. Yeah, like I a, heard that. Like a social game. That's such a terrible idea. But sure, why not? I mean, just ruin it, I guess. Like, make sure I never <laughs> care about Dragon Age again. That's smart. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what they did, the Mass Effect. They were like, yeah, Jake, you know you love Mass Effect, like, to death? Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. You thought you did, but you were wrong. There's a problem with everybody making a living game. I can't keep up with all of them, okay? Uh-huh. Yeah. You can focus on, like, maybe one of them. Like, I can't play everybody's game forever, okay? <laughs> I want to be done with it at some point. Move on. Play new things. Speaking of moving on, they also confirmed for sure that they have a team working on a new Mass Effect title. New full-scale Mass Effect. Cool. And there's rumors surrounding that that it's just not going to be related in any way to Andromeda. It's going to be oh. like an entirely new thing. Yeah, Maybe the very beginning, some sort of like time travel that happens so that the events of Andromeda are just like completely unrelated, completely separate. I mean, yeah, I Andromeda so literally funny. takes place in the Andromeda galaxy. <laughs> Ignoring it is the easiest thing in the world. You just don't go there. Yeah. Oh God, what a game! What do they? What do they do in that case, though? Like, do they bring Shepard back somehow? <laughs> like, you're, you're Shepard again, guys. I mean, or... you, you can do anything. There's a whole universe. <laughs> yeah. Many like, other galaxies. Crazy thought. Yeah. What if you plays like Garrus or something? You know, like just build off of that, but not Shepard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that they would do a non-human player character. Everybody puts really too cool. much focus on making people feel like the character, you know, like Spider-Man. 
Yeah, yeah but <laughs> I want to feel like I'm an alien badass. That's like... Maybe they give the, the option for you to not be a human? I don't know. I mean, that's what Dragon Age Origins did, and it kind of kicked ass at it. Like, it was yeah. really cool. Like, I'm just saying, is like, part of the fun and part of the best parts of the multiplayer isn't just how great it feels it's also the fact that i can just be a krogan with a giant hammer and just bash things to death and it's fun and you know what i want to do for an actual like main title of the campaign is be a giant krogan with a hammer and bash things to death just be a well, krogan and then like there's a dedicated button on the controller for you to say shepherd 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 yes yep yeah no i would buy like wow. a yeah. button. <laughs> wow walk around people the would shepherd. play that game Bioware, hire us. We've fixed your problems. Uh, let's talk about another problem that needs fixed that is odd and really, really weird. And that is <laughs> uh, playing Pokemon Sword and Shield on Switch. When you have a Roku device connected on the same network, uh, this causing yeah. crashes. This is weird. What? <laughs> yes. They, go on. They were, they were like discovering if you go online with your Pokemon game, and you have a Roku connected to the network, it would just cause your Roku to go into boot loops. Because I guess the way it works is the port that they're using for network communication in Pokemon happens to be the exact same five-digit port that the Roku uses. And then also the packet that they're sending over that port has the exact like beginning parts of the packet that signal a reboot to the to the Roku for like um getting a patch or getting an update it's the reboot packet I don't know how that's even possible <laughs> yeah so the Roku's just mistaking like I think it's when you're searching for other players on the same network uh and the Roku m mistakes it for its own packet and then just goes into a just constant boot loop so they're issuing some sort of patch to fix it but what a weird freaking problem that's wild. That is amazing to me. But they chose the exact same port and the packets that they're sending have similar enough code that it can cause that. That's just astronomical. Gotta crash them all. I bet it was like a prank from some guy at Game Freak. He was like, check this out. I'm going to crash Steve's Roku. <laughs> yeah, that's the... I mean, I heard somebody saying, like, yeah, somebody just, like, really hates Roku. Like, they don't like the Roku at all. I mean, what are like... the odds? That's <laughs> so crazy. Uh, last but not least in games, let's talk about uh, WoW Phase 2 a little bit. Chad, I think this is you. Yes, sir. Uh, so WoW Classic released, um, I think, around August time. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know. Sure. Uh, it's, it's been, like, a month or two, I think, that it's been out. And um, they released with all of the dungeons, basically, except for it's only been Molten Core and Anixia's Lair for the raids. And so they're, those are both the 40-man. Uh, Anixia's Lair just has Anixia in it that you have to take down. And then Molten Core has 10 bosses that you kind of have to go through, with the trash being 61-plus kind of in there that you have to have a full raid kind of geared up to go through and kill. So phase two came out um, last Thursday and it introduced honor within PVP. So basically like all throughout phase one, you've been doing quests and stuff and maybe you've seen uh, an alliance while you're horde and you 
could kind of pass it up and you know not do the pvp thing but now it's just like everybody's kill on site so if you are not a 60 right now it's really hard to quest and level up out in the world um and so we have some some people doing that as well as um they in, they are introducing uh battlegrounds so like the the pvp realms um okay. coming december 10th that that explains where the battlegrounds were when I was playing classic because I literally was trying to like get into Warsong Gulch and I was just like I don't where is it I want to play. Yeah, they they haven't released that yet. So oh. so um December 10th Warsong Gulch in Alteric Valley is going to open up uh while simultaneously having elemental invasions across uh Kilmador and uh, blazing, thundering, watery, th- those types of elementals. And it's going to be inside of Unguro, Ajra, uh, Winter Spring, and Scythalus. So it's kind of like um, world world bosses and world events that are happening, uh, which is also another thing that was included. World bosses are happening. So you are out in the realm, and the boss spawns, and you have to PvP while you're taking down this raid boss you need like 40 people for so you almost need like 40 people for the boss and 40 people on the back lines like fighting the horde and or aluance off it's a, it's a, it's crazy <laughs> stuff going nuts. on here yeah so uh let, let's hop out of video games here real quick and talk a couple things board games um number one being uh Catan is kind of making their way into the mobile AR genre. Um, kind of a weird little thing to add on for Catan, but uh, and I think this is uh, an app, isn't it, Owen? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's being made by Niantic, and because Niantic just has a monopoly on AR games right now, and they're just running with it. Uh, and it's just going to be like some sort of weird Catan AR combo thing that you do in the real world and like i understood pokemon that made sense harry potter cool i'm game Catan, i'm really lost and i do not understand i just want there to be like a real life robber that just comes up and robs you when you're playing the game well there there is depending on where you're playing <laughs> <laughs> play new york you'll I find mean, him if you're like telling me they're only in the bad spots in cities like, oh yeah good luck guys this is real life Catan. If you're telling me I have to, like, go through my AR portrait mode and actually, like, pick up, you know, brick and wood and sheep, I'm just gonna just, no. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, I'm done with that. Has anybody played any of the other stuff outside of Pokemon Go? I have seen somebody play the Harry Potter one. I downloaded the Harry Potter one. <laughs> Did you? Yes. I cannot hey. imagine that they're very... Good. I downloaded the Minecraft one yesterday. There's oh. a Minecraft one? There is. I mean, it's the Harry Potter one is almost exactly the same as Pokemon Go. Yeah. Okay. I just need to know in the Minecraft one if you actually like have to like swing your phone like a, you're mining. I have not tried that yet. Okay. I Let me know. Opened Next it, podcast. And I, was I need like, to know. I, want, I don't know if I'm going to even play it because I, I was like, I want to build something. And then like I got like my first like free pack of whatever and it gave me five dirt and i was like oh i have five dirt to build something with now <laughs> that's not much so i guess i can build 
a, a snake. Yay! That's five blocks long, straight, and nothing else. Hey, additionally, a uh, Kickstarter came out yesterday for a Divinity Original Sin board game. I saw that. Tell me more about this. Yeah. Uh, well, of course, it was fully funded, like, instantly, because it's Divinity. Um, Larry and Studio stuff, you know. So they're at half a million dollars of their $160,000 goal. Uh, and... They're talking about like the number of pieces in this. First of all, it's $120 for the standard edition. But the number of pieces and tokens and die in this game is quite incredible. Um, it looks neat. I has all of the what, you know, like you'd think of for that has the red prints. Uh, Can you play Milady? I don't <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen in I mean, because if I mean, you that can't like awesome. no sale. <laughs> like that's all I want is to play Milady point that were her name i just it, I, it is in my heart man <laughs> renowned forever or maybe um oh, what was that other guy's name okay we said his name wrong the entire first game jay han jay han yes <laughs> what that a guy. funny name uh regardless this thing looks cool so i mean if you're into spending 120 dollars on a board game i am i have a feeling the story <laughs> is uh gonna be very Could good Considering you're talking to the group of people that are going to PAX Unplugged to play board games, I think we'll probably yeah, drop yeah, this much yeah, on yeah. some board games. Well, if you want to spend more money on a board game, uh, the Mari game is coming out soon. It's called You Are Not the Father. It's based on the TV show Mari. I mean, um, oh. yeah. what else would you base it on, I guess? Yes. Uh, apparently, they just beer? thought this show is so good... We have to turn it into some sort of game. Okay, counterpoint <laughs> though, do you? Because <laughs> I feel like maybe you don't. Probably not. But I mean, it's Mari, right? I mean, I guess people are excited. Man, like, who? Besides Mari himself, just Mari. So hard. He's the only just one. Mari. He's the only this one. This seems <laughs> like this seems like that game that you're at like a a party or a gathering with a bunch of people and like everybody there is like we should play that Mari game and you're like why does everybody like bad board games why can't we all play like a good game <laughs> uh, so cards against humanity we should play cards yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was mm -hmm. thinking pretty much that <sighs> I hate like, that game but though. like cards isn't that bad it's just overplayed yeah well see it's also the game where it's like you have to have the right set of people if you yeah. don't mm -hmm. that game is stupid it's like the precursor was apples to apples. Trying to play apples to apples with the wrong set of people is one of the least fun experiences you can have playing board games. Uh, but, you know, if you play with the right set of people, sure, it's fun for a while, but it just gets to be the same thing after a minute. I'm sure this game, though, is just going to be garbage. So how dare you take that? Back. <laughs> that sounds great. Hey, in other news, I did want to talk about uh, film ish, but this is not really film. This is more uh, some stagecraft here. This is kind of cool. Alex and Janae and Caleb and I went and got to see Harry Potter and the Cursed Child Ooh. Uh, just this last weekend. And uh, of course, this was not my first experience watching the show because Janae bought tickets to the very first showing in London. And that was before we even had plane tickets to go there. So that was fun. But uh, <laughs> this time, this time I got to see not only uh, on, on a stage with new actors, because this is the they had a, a change out with some actors in the stateside. But I also got to watch Alex and Caleb watch parts of the show because there are actually some pretty magical things that happen during well, it's Harry Potter. Magical I hope so. things, huh? Yeah, I mean, not the Bill. storytelling magic, 
but the ability <laughs> to do things on the stage that I'm just like, I've watched this three times now. And I'm, every time I watch it, I'm just like, I don't know how they do that. I don't know They're, how they do that. I just don't get it. Special effects are insane. They're so good. I it, they're man. good enough that they're to the point where they're so good that I get disappointed, but then I realize, oh, they can't do CG. This is not a movie, <laughs> yeah. and then I like have to temper my expectations back to it being a play, and then I get really excited again. It's it's it's, it's really just incredible lighting effects. I have never seen better lighting effects. Yeah, uh, the there are a couple scenes perfect. where they just have. And no real spoilers here, but we're just kind of talking about general Harry Potter things. There are a couple scenes where they have living portraits, basically, um, or talking portraits. And literally, there's a person standing on stage behind just a frame. And the only thing you can see is the frame and the portion of the person that's within the frame. It's quite incredible. Yeah, they do an amazing job with it. And then moving things on and off the stage. Again, something I have, I just, I don't understand how you can get a giant contraption from off the stage to on the stage without me ever seeing anything that happened. Or people. People on and off the stage too. I mean, honestly incredible. If you, regardless of whether or not you love Harry Potter, it is a really cool play to see. Storyline, if you're a super Harry Potter fan, not necessarily the best storyline, but... Yeah, the plot's got some major holes, I would say, but it's well worth watching it just for the effects. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, just thought I'd mention that. Uh, some other things in, in uh, TV and film world. Uh, the Mandalorian. We have, I believe, two episodes out now. Because I think... Yep. Are they, do they come out on Fridays? Uh, well, they come out different times. They, the release schedule isn't like every single Friday. There was like one that released when it launched. And then one came out on Friday. And then the next one, I think, came out on Wednesday? Or maybe it's next Wednesday. There's a Wednesday release in there somewhere, and then like a Tuesday one, and then like another Friday. It's all over the place. They're just, they're Disney Plus. They do what they want. What do you think about the show so far? Holy fuck. It is so good. It's funny, because like, you're going to have different reaction <laughs> from a couple people on this podcast. <laughs> I, I, I think that, one, I have not seen such production value put into just a show uh especially something that i like like that and that is amazing it is so nice to see that level of production value that they're throwing in on it like they're not being like oh hey this is like the tv show so obviously we can't drop the big budget on it like no they're dropping the big budget on it because they want it to look and feel like star wars and god damn it it does like i have been watching that and i've just been like wow this feels like star wars to me well, it makes every... it feel like a star wars <laughs> <laughs> thank you like just every every part of it has just felt like a star wars thing that i'm just and like yeah they're spending 15 million dollars an episode so I should hope so. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because the episodes are basically... It's like a 30-minute show. They're not really that long. Or maybe 35 minutes. But like the first one's like 45, I think. But yeah. First like one's the 38 one. minutes. Oh, is it 38? Okay, yeah. The second one is 30. I remember yeah. that. They're short episodes. I mean, it's cool. It's like short chapters in a larger story. Depending on how many episodes yeah. the season is, it could almost be like these are just the chapters in a movie sort of thing because it's such a short episode you could probably just all watch it all in one sitting almost it might be better that way 
Yeah, I know a lot it, of people that are like waiting for all of it to release and then they're just gonna like watch it in one go. There's not I'm, a like ton, heavily considering that. There's not a ton of content per episode, and I think that's yeah. one of the problems. Um it's just like a short segment. Alright, here's this little tiny piece of the story that we're gonna tell you. And it's gonna play out and when we're done, oh you gotta wait again for the next episode for a week or whatever. Um not that it's not well done, it's well produced. I like Pedro Pascal. I think he's I mean, you can't really say much about his acting in this. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you can't see him, and, he and he's not really and doing he anything. Rarely speaks. Yeah, I mean, it's in two episodes. That, he said like a total of like forty words, maybe. Man, what a cush job! <laughs> <laughs> there are cool things uh, that I do like about this. We were talking with Abe, uh, one of our other friends, about this too, and you know, some of the subtleties to uh mandalorians and they go a little bit into like their culture or their religion um talk a little bit about like the pauldrons that that he gets sort of made uh and the metal that they use for their armor that part's kind of cool so it's building a little backstory and i think that gives it a little bit of you know just content but it's still it's still a little bit lackluster in terms of of story Details. Yeah, my experience, I've only seen the first episode so far, as I'm thinking I might just wait for the rest of it to be out at this point. But my experience was I watched it very excited, and I had like a, an indescribable feeling after I was done of like, I don't know if it was good, like I don't, I can't tell. And so I watched it again, and I got done with it and I was like, okay, I can confirm it's definitely good, like I can confirm it's good, it's just not enough like there wasn't enough that happened in that episode to like set the tone for the series or to like exp like get you invested in the characters yeah there definitely wasn't enough of that like and i was already complaining to caleb before i watched it about how it was going to be a weekly series because i didn't know that and it's not just going to be like netflix style drop the whole thing and i was like if they had dropped it all at once, I would have watched like two or three the first night, and yeah. I probably would have had a much higher opinion of it. I'm, I think I'm just so guessing. Too. Just because there's a lot more. I feel like that second episode really solidifies one of the characters, and you're just like, I need to know what happens to this person. Like, I just need to understand. And like, that's what sold it. Like, the first episode, I feel like, was really interesting, and, like, it piqued my interest, and my girlfriend was kind of like, okay, like, she, like, I just got her to start watching um, the Star Wars stuff, and she's been very kind of like, it's Star Wars, it's alright, uh, but the second that we started getting through that second episode, she's like, I'm in. I need, to, I need to know when the next one is. I need to know what happens to this, this character. Like, I need to be part of this. And that's why I feel like it's such a good thing is if you can really if you can grab people that aren't necessarily hardcore like Star Wars people and give them a reason to watch and a reason to be interested in the universe. I think that it's doing its job while also giving the Star Wars fans, you know, that lore and that stuff that we're just like, oh, so that's what that is. Oh, that's cool. Oh, this is actually canon now. I mean, I don't know that it's pulling non-star wars fans in i mean you just yeah. heard like three different levels of star wars fans probably say i don't know it was good fine but for people who are just coming 
just fresh into the universe to watch that and be like, yeah, I mean, you have to know some things about the Star Wars universe, first of all, in order to get some of the things they're talking about. And it's just not like unless you have some buy in, it's not like it's selling you on something that's just like out there and really cool and unique. Yeah, I feel like the pilot wasn't good enough to pull somebody in that didn't like it much or didn't already wasn't already interested in Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, this does say that they are doing eight episodes. So, you know, four well, hours ish. Yeah. Very short. Also, uh, just so we don't sound unresearched, it's Friday releases. Okay, I thought it was Friday releases. The first, <laughs> the first one is just, it was weird because the platform released not on a Friday. We do research here. This is the third most wanted digital original in the United States across all streaming platforms. Damn. Bro, we so, do research. Go check our iTunes reviews, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we have one. Yes. It says well wow. researched and witty. Yes. Witty. <laughs> wow. Wait. So is this it, that's Jake's jokes. That's what that's what that yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. Is it our favorite viewer? Oh, it is, I mean, unless it's, it's a different username, it's not Jux, what? which is a problem. Uh, oh, it's a problem. It Jux? could be his Apple username. I don't know. We we'll hope so. Uh, this thing is only surpassed. I mentioned the most wanted digital original only surpassed by Stranger Things and Titans is currently beating it for Titans. Titans? Really? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Titans. Titans. Titans Hi. is so bad. Can I just talk about Titans for a second? Can we, since oh. we segue into that? Sure. I mean, yeah. So does yeah. anybody remember like the cartoon, like Teen Titans, where they're like, oh yeah, oh, yeah dude, together and fighting Sick. bad guys? Sick cartoon. I yeah, like nothing like Titans. <laughs> Basically, Titans is your typical like CW drama show that. Oh, you're so just, you love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. They're just like nothing is getting done. They're all angry at each other all the time, and it's just like. It's just, I'm so mad. I'm just so mad. I watch an episode and I'm like, maybe it'll get better. May just maybe, they'll like actually start being super. Nope. Okay, they're just that. That just happened. Whatever vomit that was on the screen just happened. So that's yeah. That's my five wow. second review. <laughs> Is it better or worse than Teen Titans Go? That's the real question. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Is it better or worse than Arrow? Mm. It's worse than Arrow. What? Impossible. Wow. I would say it's worse than Arrow. Arrow is still going, huh? It's still going? Yeah, actually, let's talk about that for a second. Are they doing a final season? So, yes, they are. And I'm watching it because I've stuck with it this long that I, <laughs> I, I have to finish it. You're here. The last, the last two seasons, I was like, this is the worst. This is absolutely... Why is this happening? This is I'm so bad honestly i'm blown away that it took you however many seasons it took to get to this is so bad so bad okay but like there was even though it was corny in the beginning there was also there was always that kind of direction that there was an evil bad guy there was a little plot i say little because there was a little <laughs> plot there, there was that bad guy that they would beat at the end and like sure and then death would be stopped, an illusion and he'd be back it, <laughs> it stopped doing that around like season six to like eight but wait this one's eight six and se six to seven uh those two seasons i don't know it was just very weird um 
spoiler alert, what they did is they started doing a future flash instead yes. of a flashback. And so, are are you watching this, Jake? Are you no, into just, Arrow? No, I'm just very excited <laughs> about the idea right of a flash forward. <laughs> so we were actually seeing Oliver's children all grown up. Oh my gosh! And yeah. in Star City, that was like the worst state it's ever been. And I, mean, I would say the, that means you know he doesn't die, but well, mm, I don't. Mm, Death I, is an illusion. Also, he has the children. No, no, no. Because he has the children, right? And then he like makes a deal in one of the crossover uh, shows with like Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, all all those. Uh, he makes a deal with this being called the Monitor. That at, at one point in his life, if if the Monitor saves Flash, at one point in his life, he will have to go and serve the Monitor because there's this big overarching like thing that's about to happen that's going to destroy all universes and and oliver needs to follow along with like the whole plan and so he gets into it and like leaves at the end of season seven at the at the end of season seven uh felicity also leaves but like it's it's with the weird flashes so like she leaves at a separate time to go find oliver we haven't seen her like at all this season but what's really interesting about this season, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, I actually like this season. Oh boy. What's what's interesting about it is there was this flash four that kept happening, and it was like that Star City. And at one point, one of the team members of the Flash Four dies. And as they die, uh there there's this white glow that happens, and the flash forward and the present combine. <laughs> So basically, the whole flash forward is in the present now. So Oliver is now meeting his children, who are like what? adults. What? 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 Oh, so fire and like, shit. Yeah, fire and Yeah, no, I'm into it. So, <laughs> so basically, what people are saying is that that cast that they have for like the flash forward, they're just setting them up to take over the show, and it's no longer going to be the Green Arrow. Which is very, it's a stretch. I don't know how they would do that. But basically, like, everybody's predicting that Oliver's going to die. And, like, everybody's also predicting that it's not the monitor. It's the anti-monitor that they're talking to right now. And so This, is, this has to do with, real. like, the crisis on the infinite Earths thing, right? Okay. Like, Earth 2 already got wiped out. And, like, we saw that. And so... There's a, there's a lot going on, but I I have to say the way that they're storytelling this season and like actually getting things done rather than just dragging it out with drama, impeccable. There was a there was a phase in an episode where people hated each other, and then within five minutes it was resolved. Mm. It was impressive. I just can't. There's no way. <laughs> Man, the anti monitor is a real character. Correct. <laughs> Yeah, he, he is the monitor's counterpart from the antimatter universe. I mean, that, it's all coming wow. together. It all makes sense. All the pieces are fitting. Well, and I think their whole thing is like they're just constantly battling, right? In some sense, or like trying to maintain balance in some sense. And now yeah. that there's two in the same, like the, the monitor is a cosmic being in charge of maintaining the multiverse in balance. 
starting to get into the weeds of the comics. We start talking about celestial beings and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Caleb. What's let's up? Talk about, let's talk about some Konosuba. Yeah, Alex, Jake, and I went and watched Konosuba movie. And we all actually showed up this time. We did. That was ah, nice. Look at that. And on time. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, one just never sees. <laughs> I almost didn't go. He did. That's true. Oh, right. You weren't on time. Well, I, I wasn't really. That. I was a few minutes late. Yeah. I got on Mumble, and then Caleb got on Mumble and was like, why are you on Mumble? And I was like, I can't be on Mumble. Why are you attacking me? And he was like, the movie starts in like 20 minutes. I was like, what are you talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. And then Good I had job. to drive very quickly to Fairfax. He missed the opening. There were some funny parts in that, but that movie is freaking hilarious. Very good. I loved it. You okay. guys? <laughs> no, you got it. It's, it's got very it. good. It's very um, sexy. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I, okay. Yeah, I told you it's like the OVAs. The OVAs are very they, that way. Like I don't remember the show being that hardcore about let's let's get some some there's anime a, fan service up in here. There's a lot of fan service in the show. There's a lot more in the OVAs. Like the main villain in this movie progressively loses clothes throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And by the end, she's got two strips that cover her nipples. <laughs> and that's it. Of course, of course. Good old kill a kill style. Mm. So what we're getting at is a really good movie. It's just a classic <laughs> film. You're going to want to go out and see it. Bring your kids. They'll it's, love it. It's really funny. It brings back like a bunch of jokes from the show that are hilarious. Not the it most important joke, the though. Best one, yeah. The best joke it doesn't bring back for some reason, but whatever. What's, what's the best joke? It's not going to sound funny if I just say <laughs> oh, <it>. no. Please, <laughs> I want to hear you try to explain it. No, it, it, it's going to sound stupid. No, no, no. So there's a part where they say the main character's name, and then he says yes. Yeah, that's, that's the joke. It's, it's hilarious. A good one. The thing is, the show's so good at comedic timing and visual comedy that it really is. It's very funny. But apparently, I saw something that Crunchyroll sent out. Apparently, the screenwriter for Pulp Fiction gave it a five star oh, review. Oh yeah! <laughs> wow. What? Yeah. Wow. Also, he said it was easily one of the best experiences he's ever had in cinema. Wild. What? Just Absolutely wild. I mean, that probably has to do with the crowd he was with. Like, they were probably like giving him blowjobs. Living. living. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably like cracking up along with him. Like, sometimes it's fun to like go see a horror movie in a theater just because of that. Yeah. Because like the audience's reaction. Yeah. So that's probably something like that. Well, he's got one more piece of quote. He would even go as far as say it's the reason cinema was invented. Okay, never mind. Wow. That's, that's a strong statement. No, no. That's, that's a lie. Woo! <laughs> Sounds about right. That's hilarious. I did want to mention one last thing before we wrap up um, that I think is pretty cool. We've, we've talked about and dogged on in the past uh, the Sonic trailer when that came out. Of course, Sonic himself, uh, how he was, uh, how he looked, basically, how he was stylized. And it's been a while, and recently we had a trailer release with the new version of Sonic. And while the story, there's still some things from it from the trailer you can clearly see. That you're just like, I don't remember that from Sonic, but okay. The character himself looks uh, so much better, it so looks, so much better. It looks like it's a cut from like a CGI portion of the actual games. Like it doesn't look like it's a weird separate entity. It looks like it's actually like now 
thematically at least the same character. And I, I don't I don't like I don't know if it was intentional, but even going back and like watching the old trailer, that Sonic, his whole thing was just running fast. Like he wasn't doing anything other than just literally they just played off that gotta go fast so many times in the first trailer. But the new one, like there's some portions where he's like playing ping pong against himself. He plays baseball and he's like the catcher and the pitcher and the shortstop. And he's got some funny lines with the different characters that he's playing as himself. And it like it feels more just kind of like fun Sonic and not a weird, weird, like alternate universe version of Sonic. So it feels not... like Sonic. <laughs> feels. feels Does like they're not least... freaking playing Amish Paradise over it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, Gangster's I, Paradise. No, I mean, Amish Paradise it, is it the true version. I mean, is it really? <laughs> No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> no. Just making sure. It cost him what, like 36 mil to redo everything, something like that? The coolest part about it, I think, is I mean, first of all, that is that a studio would be like, you know what? So much backlash. We're gonna solve this problem. Not only are we gonna solve it, just we're also gonna take a whole bunch of time, back up the release of the movie, and fix it. But there's been some really there's been some really good feedback from people who were like, "Listen, I would have never even got given this movie like the time of day. I didn't even see the first trailer. I didn't like Sonic's just not in my universe." But they heard about what happened and they watched the new trailer and they liked it enough to go, "You know what? I'm going to go and, you know, I'll take my kids. We'll go watch this movie. It'll be a really cool experience." So, I think in the process of it's the just... reason why film was invented. <laughs> yeah, no. We were all thinking it. <laughs> ah. But I think in the process of like fixing this, they just also are going to bump their revenue from the movie too. Oh yeah. So whatever whatever they did to however much and uh, they put in to actually redo all of this, they 100% are going to make back with all of the fans just feverishly supporting it now and just being like you listened we'll be there. Yep. Did they at least keep his creepy human teeth? Cuz that was the most important <laughs> part for me. Was that he had those weird, terrifying teeth. Not at all. I mean, he li- it literally looks like... No joke, it looks like they just took Sonic out of a game. Boo, what's even the point? Oh, it looks good. I mean, I'm complain on Reddit there, Jake. He, I, doesn't, he doesn't have the weird mono eye. That's true. So he does have not, separated eyes. It's not the video game version. Not my Sonic. Hashtag not my Sonic. <laughs> Hashtag oh not my Sonic. We'll start a movement. <laughs> not my <laughs> Sonic. Get out of here. He looks way better than whatever crap they produced earlier. Garbage. Yeah. Like, I don't, why did they think that freaking blue rat of a thing that they produced the first time was like, yep, it's good. Let's put it out of the trailer. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure people like screamed out loud at the scene where Sonic screamed. Uh, opposite of James Marsden, <laughs> like the first time they saw it, like he was it's screaming. A natural reaction. Like, yeah, yeah. Man, I'm just, I'm excited. I'm glad they solved the problem. They fixed it. It looks good. I'm gonna go see it. I probably will. See? You're gonna go see it. Yeah, I never do that anymore. I don't go to the movies. I don't have anybody to go to the movies with. You're, You're married. Gonna, out of all the things. <laughs> Your wife. <laughs> she, she doesn't take shit. <laughs> On that note, okay, because let's just wrap up with a couple specific things. Uh, last podcast, if you did not get a chance to listen, uh, we had a really great show with a couple guests, Buddy and Mango of Some Derps Talk, talk About Games. Uh, we talked a lot about uh, BlizzCon and the games that were announced there, as well as some of the games that we had been playing and some topics we heard about in Games World. It was a very good podcast. We had an absolute blast with them. Also, right before that, we had two additional podcasts that came out, one of which was our Community Cast Episode 2, which featured 
uh, Buddy Sola, who was in fact part of some Derps Talk About Games, but he is also an Akupara uh, Games Community Manager, uh, which he got to talk a little bit with Owen about what he does. Really great podcast. On top of that, we released a uh, our first episode of Expanding Horizons, our book club podcast where we covered The Last Girl Child. So make sure you check those out. Last but not least, we're going to be doing our 24-hour stream for Extra Life in two days, uh, starting at 4.20 a.m. on <laughs> Saturday morning, 4.20 a.m. EST. Uh, you can check out what we're doing and watch us live at twitch.tv forward slash We Are The Horizon. So make sure you check that out. Please, 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 if you do nothing else, uh, go check out our Extra Life channel. I will make sure and link it here. Um, you know, we, we, are, we, don't, we love playing video games, of course, and having 24-hour video game session is just kind of an excuse for us to all hang out. But we also get to raise money for kids in hospital. And uh, the last couple of years, we've raised $1,000 for uh, KU Medical Center or KU Children's Hospital. So this year, our goal is 1500 So if you can donate, we would love that. So make sure you check that out. Uh, and like I said, I'll put that link in the cast notes. I think Thanks we're so currently three hundred dollars yeah. oh, in. See, we're, we're at least in. I've confirmed that I know that we have three hundred dollars already donated. Okay. I'd also like to make one more correction on that. I yeah. believe we all chose our own hospitals, yes. and the oh, money gets split. Okay, yeah. there we go. Sorry, I always thought it just went to the one that was on. Hmm. Okay. No, yep. it it gets split to the local hospital that you choose. So I think Jake and I have chosen the same hospital since we're in the same area. But I know that it will go differently when you donate over to Aaron. That will go to one of the hospitals over in uh, Kansas rather than uh, nice. DC. Okay. Well, thanks for that. Either way, make sure you go check that out. Uh, please show up. Come watch us, or just go to the Extra Life website and give us a donation, uh, or give Extra Life a donation rather. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>